welcome back to the Psalms Podcast, a production of Autumn Ridge Church Women's Ministries. Each week in this podcast, we will be exploring a variety of topics relevant to the Psalms, and what we're talking about today, I believe, is particularly timely. Today, we're going to be talking about Psalms of Lament. Now, lament may not be a word that you use on a daily basis. To lament something means to express grief or sorrow. You can lament your own personal grief or sorrow, or you can lament with sorrow or grief over someone or something else. Interestingly, 59 of the 150 chapters in the Psalms are categorized as some form of lament. That's a full third of the book that's oriented towards expressing grief or sorrow. Now, I said I thought it was particularly timely that we were talking about this category of the Psalms right now because recent statistics from the CDC report that as of this summer, a full third of all Americans are exhibiting signs of anxiety or depression. So I think it's really beautiful that at a time when a third of us may be wrestling with depression, we have the Psalms to study And a third of those are beautiful expressions of dealing with sorrow or grief, depression. My name is Svea Mary, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director at Autumn Ridge Church. And I am so glad to be joined today by two of my dear friends and fellow Bible teachers, Angie Pankratz and Julie Fisher. Angie, do you want to say hi again, introduce yourself again? Hello. It's great to be back. (laughs) Angie comes to us as a a mom of several kids, many of which are home in a variety of schooling (laughs) options and a husband working from home. Um, Julie, Julie, would you introduce yourself to us? I'm Julie, and I have been a part of women's Bible study for many, many years. So it's nice to be here in this new format. Not just a part of it, you've been teaching for many, many years. I have been teaching. Mm -hmm. A beloved teacher, often one that people say, has the insights from God that go deep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Wow. Well, we're particularly excited to have Julie here with us today because uh, she and her husband are going to be embarking on an exciting new adventure in the Middle East later this year. And so knowing that, I wanted to make sure that we had the opportunity to talk to Julie about something that she has talked about very openly and powerfully before, and that is her own personal story with with depression. Um, Julie, could you maybe share a little bit about your story and, and also how the Psalms have factored into that for you? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, Phil and I are moving in early December. We're moving to Abu Dhabi with Mayo Clinic. So Phil will be doing much of the same kind of work that he does here, but we'll be doing that in the middle of a desert where the (laughs) average temperature now is well over 100. (laughs) And uh, we have signed up for three years with potentially more, but it will be a very interesting experience for us and we're getting excited about it. Hmm. So my, uh, my... What's the word I want to use? Experience my what? (laughs) Journey. My journey, yeah. (laughs) Experience, journey. It's all of that, but there's more uh, drama involved with it than those words would imply. With depression, started in the early 90s, but I was officially diagnosed in 96. And the psychiatrist who diagnosed me said it was severe depression, and he used other medical terminolo- terminology with that, but 
he uh, diagnosed me then. And ever since then, I have been on various forms and doses of medication. So medication is my friend now, and it's something <laughs> that I totally need, and I'm very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. So during that, what, 20 plus years, wow, that's a long time, 20 plus years, I have learned a few things about depression, and I have experienced it in many different ways and different lengths of time, and I've learned about triggers, I've learned about um, different seasons, I've learned about how when people say certain things, what it can do to me. Mm. But there are three things that I think I've learned the most about that I just thought I would quickly share with you, and then the three of us can have a little discussion about it. Mm -hmm. But one is that in the midst of my depression, when I am having a bad spell, when I feel like being in my house with the covers over me so that I am hiding in my own little personal tent so Mm. I don't have to deal with anybody else or life at all, God is still with me. Mm. In my little tent, in my bed, God is with me. Mm. And he has never told me that he is mad at me, Mm. that he is disappointed in me, that he is putting me away because of what is happening and he's going to put me on the shelf and not use me, Mm. God is always with me. Mm. And I have known that. I can forget it, obviously. Anybody can forget it, but um, that is something I very much Mm. want everybody to understand. God is not taking out his wrath on you and giving you depression. Depression is a part of our lives, many of our lives, and God is with you all the time. He will never leave you. Wow. Does that mean that you've always felt God with you? Have oh, been... you do not feel like God mm. is with you. Mm. That is why it is so important for you to know that in your head, is when you're in that pit, you for sure think God has abandoned you. Mm. God is doing something. He's mm. left you. He's... He's not there, mm-hmm. but it's important for us to really grab onto that, that mm-hmm. he is very much with us. How have you come to understand that so clearly, to know God's goodness, his, his faithfulness to you, even when you've been in the midst of a time where you don't feel it? Well, 24 years is a long time. It's actually closer mm. to 30. That's a long time for one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think practice makes perfect. So maybe the more times I have had to deal with a very bad time, mm. the more times you understand that you will get out of it eventually, and you can see what God did during that time. So yes, I didn't feel it. But then you look back on it, and you see, wow, God really worked then. That was great. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God, for what you did. Then you move on, and the more times that happens, the more you can understand that he really is there. Mm -hmm. One time my daughter asked me, though, she said, Mom, wouldn't you actually choose to have depression now, Mm. even knowing what you've gone through because of how you know God? 
And at the time, at that very moment, because I was in a very bad way, I said, no. Mm -hmm. I would choose to never have to deal with this again because I could still know God. I would never ask anybody to go through this. But then when I was out of it and I was on a more calm, even keel, and Mm. I thought, no, I would because of the deepness of my relationship with Jesus is so I love it, Mm -hmm. and I have known him in such a way that I don't think I ever would have known him had I not had this. Mm -hmm. So I just want everybody to know God is with you, Mm. even when you don't feel like it. Because I think it's easy to think that maybe you're experiencing depression and that's like a judgment call or that that is a reflection of where you're at spiritually. So there's an interesting little part to that is that a couple times I have been depressed Mm -hmm. and I have gone home and God clearly showed me where I had been sinning. Mm. I repented and felt better. Okay, that is... So it's possible. It is possible (laughs) that you are in sin and need to repent. Because sin can be depressing. Sin is depressing. (laughs) It is. Yeah. I had a really bad attitude about something and God Mm -hmm. just clearly convicted me of it. And I repented and clearly it went away that over this 30 years has happened twice that i remember that's Mm -hmm. not real common Mm -hmm. the next one i want everybody to understand is you need to get help help is there and we need to take advantage of it and sometimes that help does not have to be medical help it doesn't have to be medical help it can be social. You can just be free to tell a friend, I am feeling really down mm-hmm. and I need to talk to you today. You might need to go get some counseling to somebody and to understand why do I have such deep, intense emotions every time this happens? Maybe you need some time alone. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what you need is to go on a day and be alone and maybe, I, I, yeah, but get help. It's so hard to ask for help. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to say, I'm really struggling. And why is that? Why why is it hard for us to admit that? Because we are stubborn Northern Europeans here (laughs) in our land. And we are very, pull your bootstraps up and get it done. Mm -hmm. We're very individualistic minded here. And we very much want to work through things and not be complainers. Mm-hmm. And we want to show people that we can pull our own weight and do it. You still can do all that, but we all need help and we need each other. So our overarching focus on this podcast this fall is on the Psalms. How have you used scripture and specifically the Psalms for help? Would you read, Svea, that Psalm 42 in mm-hmm. your notes you had? Psalm 42 verse 11? Sure. Psalm 42, verse 11 says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. I have looked at that verse, I don't know how many times. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge help to me. When somebody acknowledges to my face, whether it be God, whether it be a friend, whether it's my husband, a counselor, well, whoever it is that acknowledges, I understand you feel this way. It, it must be really difficult. 
and not try to talk me out of it and not try to say things like, um, well, you just need to get outside more. You just need some more sun or Mm. you just need to go on a longer walk tomorrow. Or you just need to pray more. You just (laughs) need to pray more. Or have you done this study on depression? It's really good. Mm. But just to have somebody acknowledge it Mm. really helps. Mm -hmm. Really helps. Just to be there and say, this must be super hard for you. Mm -hmm. And not try to fix it. Um, Unless they ask. (laughs) If they ask for it, that's Mm -hmm. that's another point. But... Help is there. We need to get help from each other. May I ask you a hard spiritual question? Sure. So, you know, I think we feel like the right thing to do would be to be able to turn to Scripture, especially the Psalms, to relate to some of these these Psalms of lament here for a way of expressing our grief and sorrow. But have you had the experience of turning to the Bible, looking for help there, and and just feeling nothing? I have been to the point where... I have not been able to open the Bible up at all Mm. or pray. And that is 100% okay because other people are doing that for me then. Mm. And Jesus is praying for me. The Holy Spirit, they're praying for me. Mm -hmm. So I can let that one be. Um, But that's a great reminder to to us when we're struggling— that we have that resource of, of a community. We should ask for people to pray for us when we just feel unable to pray you, for ourselves. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. know, or you could just say, please pray for me. I, I'm i feeling really down. That mm-hmm. is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. We ask people to pray for us if we have a medical condition that's acceptable, like a physical health issue, if we're having financial issues, even if we have marriage problems, I think we're willing to kind of go to our dearest friends and say, hey, we're struggling in this area. But I think it's hard, but I appreciate your honesty and sharing that, you know, this is a journey that you've been on and um, it's okay to open up to people that you're close to. It really is okay. I've had several people over these, the course of the years, try to fix me And that's the problem with Mm. opening up, Mm -hmm. because if I would open up and say to you two, hey, Angie and Svea, I'm having a really hard time. And then one of you comes back and says something to me that is very hurtful, then I will close up and not talk to anybody probably for a couple of years about my depression because it was so hurtful. So that's why I say to people, Mm -hmm. it's really important just to listen, Mm -hmm. just listen. Mm -hmm. And then just say, you'll pray for them. You can ask them if you can pray for them right then, but Mm -hmm. just listen to them and validate them. That is huge. But don't try to fix people. Mm -hmm. So I've had, you name it, people have done it for me. So um, yeah, I don't, won't even get into that. The list Mm -hmm. is so long. And every time those one of those interventions happened, of which they were spiritual interventions, um, my depression came right back. And of course, then you think, wow, I'm a real loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got depressed even with X happening. Mm-hmm. I'm a real loser. God must really not like me. So that's why I think it's really important to get help that um, is appropriate 
and mm. just to be there for each other to listen, listen to each other. Mm. The other thing I want to uh, make sure people understand is you're not alone. That's the other thing when you're in your room, under your covers with everything, your covers over your head in your tent, <laughs> you want to be alone. And you tell yourself that you, this is happening to you. No one understands. No one gets me. Um, I am misunderstood. Uh, uh, your brain, you just start telling yourself a lot of lies. Yeah. And you can be reinforced with that, uh, with those lies that are happening. And it can encourage you to continue on this path of saying, this is only me. And this mm -hmm. isn't happening to anybody else. Mm -hmm. This is uh, very much of a communal thing. A lot of us experience it. I actually read that um, Mayo Clinic came out with a report and said that women are twice as likely as men to experience mental health. So I think a lot of us do experience this at some point in our lives for a short season or for a long season, but we can't deny that obviously COVID hasn't had an impact on this. Exactly. I'm, I'm positive it has. Mm -hmm. The other thing, though, when I'm thinking just about these three points here, God's with you, make sure you can get help and you're not alone in this, is for some reason... Um, it is a common not it is a common perception that i have gotten from a lot of people that medicine is only for a time and only if you're weak and then as soon as you can get off it then you're way stronger and it's okay so medicine is not looked upon in the psychiatric realm as a good thing it's looked on as a necessary evil. By more of the church, would you say? I would say definitely by more of the church. Mm -hmm. And it's actually taught out there by several uh, Bible teachers that I now don't listen to anymore. <laughs> but Not here. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. national, yeah, national no, Bible fine. teachers. But medicine can be a real gift of God mm -hmm. that allows us to be able to function and allows us to be able to be ourselves. So I don't also don't want people to feel uh, embarrassed about having to take medicine or embarrassed about having to take it for 30 plus years like I have. It's, a, it's totally a good thing. And I wouldn't actually even encourage other people to get off of it if you have anything to say about that. So, mm. Julie, I'm so grateful that you've spoken so openly and so vulnerably about what God has brought you through. Um, if we were going to kind of wrap things up a little bit here and 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 focus back in on, on the Psalms, um, thinking again that a third of the Psalms show and model for us some expression of being honest um, especially to God about our feelings that aren't always all shiny and happy. Um, what what have you taken away from reading the Psalms over the years with being able to relate to some of these Psalms of lament? That The Psalms is where I go to every time when I am depressed. If I can read the Bible, I won't read anything else but the Psalms. First of all, because you, they acknowledge who you are. They acknowledge the depths of your despair. Mm. God is very clearly involved. 
and he is there. And then it says, I will yet praise him. Mm-hmm. So he will bring you through it. And uh, the time of rejoicing is to come. That's very, very encouraging. Mm-hmm. So God's with us. That's what I really want you to understand more than anything else, is that God is way bigger than your depression. And he understands and he deeply cares. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you, ladies, for spending this time with me today. Thank you for listening today. We encourage you um, to take to heart what you're reading in the Psalms to, um, if, if these very practical things that Julie has talked about today can serve as, as help for you, we encourage you to act on that. Um, just uh, thank you again, Julie, for you're speaking so, so openly for that and, and, uh, and appreciate your honesty. We look forward to another um, opportunity to go a little bit deeper into not just necessarily depression, but we're going to be joined next week by Jennifer Burden, who is a professional counselor, who is going to talk specifically about using the Psalms as a healthy way of expressing emotion, not just depression, but anger and fear and, and many other feelings too, and how the Psalms model that for us in a way that is very, very healthy for us. So tune in for that. We look forward to that discussion. Thank you. And And we will talk to you next week.